Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests, correspondence, and inquiries to the WIBR Warren Radio Network on our contact page on warren-usa.com. Be sure to follow the WIBR Warren Radio on Twitter by using hashtag WatchmanIS216 and hashtag Warren Radio. On LinkedIn, find us by hashtag Watchman. Instagram, use hashtag Warren Radio. Join us on USA.life and MeWe with hashtag Warren Radio. You can join us on Parlor with at Watchman DGS and Cloud Hub with at Warren Radio. You can listen to our shows on Warren-USA or Dana Glenn Smith. And you can um, also listen to the WI the WIBR Warren Radio Network on the following carriers: Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, Castbox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. Please take time to read the pertinent articles by The Watchman. The featured articles on Dana Glenn Smith are America Truth Violated. Taken from Psalm 9, we find cities destroyed, those who have plotted against the nations and the judgment of Almighty God. There is hope, for the Lord stands to be a refuge in the times of trouble. Also, thy many gods, O America. The mortar is gone, the firmament is of brass, and to a people blessed. The inn rides a black horse with death alongside. Woe to the people whose knowledge has risen and choices have been made in air. And by going to Warren-USA, you can read the following articles by the Watchman, Faith Forward God's grace amidst peril. It is faith forward as we move about living life. In this we, we look for God's redeeming grace, while life and living may mean different things to different people. Also, Christian nonconformity in the world. The, the phrase sounds opposite of what Christians are called to do. This is the beginning and ending of all things in Christ Jesus. So you can read more of on those articles by going to DanaGlennSmith.com and Warren-USA.com. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at 
warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. As I went out this morning, early, it was just coming on to light. But there was an issue. That issue was, it was really dark, cloudy, very cold. Of course, this is the time of the year for it. Very, very stormy looking. And as I braved this early morning experience, I thought of America and even the world. This is the weather for it. Very stormy, very cold, chilling. At times it can feel unfriendly. You'll find out where we're going in a minute, but first, I want to tell you about Franklin Graham's, one of his uh, friends, and I happened to notice this on our Instagram feed. We have quite a few people uh, that we follow and that follow us. I don't really work to fill it up. It is what it is. But Franklin Graham came to know Captain Tammy Jo Schultz as a real-life hero. He congratulated her because she had been inducted into the International Air and Space Hall of Fame. She just happens to be the pilot of Southwest Airlines Flight 1380. If you've never heard of it, well, let me tell you. They had a catastrophic engine failure. <laughs> and you don't want to be so high in the air with no engine. Well, this was so bad it crippled the airplane and uh, it resulted in the death of a passenger. And as she struggled to save everybody's life, she was able to pull off an emergency landing. Therefore, she avoided that devastating crash. As they say, it's not the fall that kills you, it's the sudden stop at the bottom. little dark humor but it's the truth you think of the seconds many seconds milliseconds that go by as you're falling oh it just gives you the as we say heebie-jeebies just thinking about it but as her plane came in to stop on the runway the voice recorder in the cockpit caught her saying these words Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
thank you, Lord. Well, since then, she's used this accident and delivery as a platform to share about her Christian faith. She says, when you land a damaged plane, people tend to listen. That's true, I did. And again, as I think on this, I think of one meditation that I did on this very morning that it was so cold outside. I titled it, I Am the Light of the World. Later on, as I, after I finished it, I added another phrase. In the Word, by the Word, through the Word of God forever. comes out of John 8, the light of the world, quote, Then spake Jesus again unto them, he's speaking to the Jews who were always trying to catch him in trouble, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You know, in that plane, Death arriving, everything failing, technology not helping, and you're high in the air. A lot of things can run through your mind. Definitely at that moment, the captain knew who the light of the world was. And he knew where she was. My friend, the Lord knows where you're at. And just like the captain, cry out to him. But remember her words, thank you, Lord, repeated three times. In the law, it is said, every word must be verified by two or three witnesses. You'll even find that in the New Testament. Paul writes about that. You need the witness. <clears throat> so she said it three times. I mentioned the word three times so you would hear it. After the Lord told them that he was the light of the world, he said, I said therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins. This is another part of the context of John 8. For if you believe not that I am he, and in this context the light of the world, you shall die in your sins. There's a lot of ways to heaven around the world according to tradition, according to various faiths, and according to the world. But if you want true redemption and salvation, it is found in only one. Jesus Christ, Yahshua HaMashiach, the only begotten Son of our great God and the Father. 
the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the great and mighty and most revered God. Abraham knew him. Abraham was justified by faith, too. He believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness' sake. Then Jesus turned around and talked to those who believed on him. He had already dealt with the ones that uh, kept trying to trap him. This is the section where they threw down the woman caught in adultery. Yes, he knew that those Jews knew where she was. Those Jews picked on this poor woman for one reason. They knew who she was. She went about her business all the time. And they left her alone. They were hypocrites. Not trying to help the woman, not, not doing anything. They knew where she was. They knew what she did. They knew when she did it. They knew who the customers were. They were hypocrites. But the Lord didn't condemn her because he's the light of the world. He wanted to give her redemption. In the eyes of the Lord, sin isn't a problem. All you have to do is repent. So then Jesus says to the Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples. It's not like it the status quo. You go into the temple, you do your little reading, you go out and postulate and walk around because you're part of the temple. They fasted the same way to be seen of men. This was the hypocrisy Christ uncovered. So he said to those close to him, it's not enough just to say you believe me and walk around with me just to be seen with me. Or as he told those who followed him because he did the miracle of the loaves and fishes, you seek me just because I did the loaves and fishes and uh, you got full. It's called the lust of the flesh. He said, you got to continue in my word. Then are you my disciples. And you will know the truth and the truth shall make you free. He further said, he that is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you therefore hear them not because you are not of God. Again, he's speaking to the Jews, uh, <laughs> religious leaders who were trying to find fault with him. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. That word I am is very important. He is the I am. As Moses said unto the Lord God, Who shall I say send me? Tell them, I am hath sent me. I am that I am. I've always been. I've always been here. I've always existed. I am. That's who. I am. 
Now this comes out of John 8. I've given you a number of verses, 12, 24, 31 through 32, 47, and 48. The light of the world. So the question of it is, who is he to you? So it is on this morning, this Friday morning, on this program, Sound the Shofar. Another day. Around the world, people are facing trouble. They're being delivered or they're not being delivered. I mean, there's two things here. We can look in the Hall of Faith in the New Testament for various examples of those who overcame by their faith. This week, Alpha Omega, Fighting God, the Kingdom War, Part 12. Alpha Omega is defined as the first and the last. The one thing I like about Scripture when we get in the Old Testament, like in Isaiah 11, 1 through 5, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity. For the meek of the earth, and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. Those are prophecies concerning the Messiah, Yahshua. We know him in the English as Jesus Christ, in the Greek as Jesus. Yahshua is the shortened form. There is a longer form. Nevertheless, the branch the roots of who he is. He is of the Father, but his physical connection linking him back following that red line of redemption, as we call it, through the Tanakh or the Old Testament. Now you remember this in Matthew 4, Jesus was led up into the Spirit, it led up of the Spirit into the wilderness. And of course, the object was to be tempted of the devil. The devil. And of course, <clears throat> that's being led by the Spirit. To meet the enemy. He's going into spiritual warfare here. But he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And he, he had done his fast and he was, he was hungry. But he knew he couldn't eat. 
So the tempter came unto him and said, If you be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And of course, his, his answer was, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And that's as true then when he said it as it is today. You will, even as a Christian today, live not by bread alone, not by the flesh eating all those steaks or whatever you eat, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Even the unbelievers will live that way because God's providence has provided for them time to repent. And he's given them time. If they want to live in wickedness, they have a certain portion of time to do that. They can do it on this earth. God will still provide the sun, the moon, the seasons, bread to eat, and things like that. Because he has long patience for the harvest. And of course, when we're talking about fighting God, the kingdom war, we're talking about that part that the kingdom war is a war because the kingdom that is going to be set up belongs to Yahshua. And of course, Paul does describe this in Corinthians. He is going to restore everything, put down all enemies. Then he will turn the kingdom back to the Father, so everything will be all in all. He didn't come to overthrow the Father. It is written. That's what we as believers need to remember. We get caught up in, in the issues Sometimes we think or forget that God is in charge. And I've heard preachers say this. And in a lot of areas you could say, well, God isn't in charge there. But he is. He allows the wickedness to be wicked and the righteous to be righteous. This is a testing ground it was us who fell, remember? It was our kin. Unless, of course, you're those that adhere to the fact you came from a monkey. Well, maybe you don't have sin. Maybe you're not redeemable. Trust me. Trust the word. In the beginning was God... He created man, created Eve. They fell and the human race grew. Now, one of the favorite Verses that I like is John 1, verse 1. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. You go down to verse 10. John says of the Lord, That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. And he was speaking of the light of Christ, the Word. And it says, He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, but his own received him not. But as many as did receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even unto them that believe on his name which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now we are flesh, and once we receive the Lord, and it does say receive, as many as received him. John 3 tells us, we must be born again of the Spirit. John 15 says we must abide in Him. John 15 also says without Him we can do nothing. That's the connection. First John 1 says if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ. His Son cleanses us from all unrighteousness. The relationship is there. The kingdom is coming. The kingdom is going to be filled by those who have received Yahshua. The devil's mad. His minions are mad. They are forming an army and have formed it a long time ago. Been making war against the Lord. And of course God allows them because he uses this. I mean, if it had been me, I would have locked him up thrown away the key but God is a righteous God even in judgment but you see he is coming and I put Revelation 22 when I sign off on various things because it tells you everything There is no doubt that when we talk about this, in John, in Revelation 22, He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Folks, Scripture tells you to get a grip. The Lord overcame the devil, you have also. Not going to, you have. 
you are now the sons and daughters of God. Not fully perfect yet, by no means. The only one born perfect or was perfect as the, you know, as the Son of God was the Son of God himself, Yahshua. Who is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end in Revelation. Chapter 1, he calls himself the Almighty. In Revelation 22, he says, I come quickly. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Did you get that? He's not going to come and die on the cross again. Revelation 1, I am the Almighty. I have the keys of death and hell. I was dead, but I'm alive, and I'll be alive forevermore. I've got a kingdom. I'm the one in charge. He that is wicked, let him be wicked still, or unjust, unjust still, filthy, uh, filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. Did you get what he's saying? If you're unjust, go ahead and be unjust. You wonder why there's so much evil in the world? The Lord just said it. If you're unjust, go ahead and be unjust. If you're filthy, be filthy. If you're going to be righteous, you be righteous. You follow what I say. If you're holy, be holy. Do what I say. Follow me. You're going to have people that are unjust, that are filthy, that are unrighteous, that hate righteous people, that don't want to do what's right. Many are blind. That is the kingdom war. And the devil is using this. There is going to be people that are not nice. Not nice. Not nice at all. Now, you know, I have seen a lot of not nice people during the time of... Uh, President Trump's rule as president. They started before he ever got up there conspiring to get him removed. You know, and the thing of it is, is that the Democrats always blame him for everything. Doesn't matter what it is. The sun doesn't come out. It's Trump fault. Anything that happens in the world, anything that happens, it seems they're blaming him for it. And the fake news is right there, too. Refusing to cover anything. They're finally covering Hunter Biden. But see, that's the way it is. In America, we have made a turn a long time ago. We're not that pure and perfect and virginal daughter of the sons of the revolution. We are the whore. Speaking of America and those that are here. Now, within this whoredom kingdom, there are those that serve the Lord. We have more than our share, I think, of those who are unjust, who are filthy. Unholy. But see, God wants them redeemed. He leaves the choice to them. That's why the Lord says... If you're going to be unjust, be unjust still. If you're going to be righteous, be righteous still. My reward is with me. I will give you the reward for those who are unjust. You're not going to like it. And if you're righteous, I'll give you a righteous man's reward. You will like that. 
Now, see, it's interesting to say that in the last chapter, in the point where he says, I come quickly, my reward is with me. You get down a verse in verse 14. It says, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they have may, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Isn't that interesting? He would speak about his commandments. That's all he says. He doesn't say that all Baptists are going to be there. He doesn't say that the Baptists are going to have one corner of heaven and the Pentecostals are the other because they don't get along. Then you got the Lutherans. They get to stand in front. No, that's not the way it's going to be. You have to be born again. And you have to know who your God is. Your God is not the Lutherans. The God is not the Catholic Church or the Pope. The God that we serve is not all these other man-made denominations and pontificators of religion. The all-righteous ones, the millionaire evangelists, many of those seem to have received their reward. Remember, mammon is evil, filthy in Scripture. Money, gold, riches. The evidence of spirituality is not that you have a bank account bigger than anybody else. Or you have the biggest house, you have the most fancy church. I'll tell you what you need to do. You need to sell all them churches. You give the money to those that need it overseas. I mean, what do you need to come into church and sit on a soft cushion on your butt just so you can fall asleep at some lukewarm sermon who's ministering in that Bema seat is profane. And believe me, they're in there. It's time for you to understand, America, there is... This point where God knows them that are his. And we as believers need to come together in unity. Not because we're all live in, in various churches. And, and having a church is fine. But it's not the church that makes the church. You are the church, the ecclesia, the called out one. God didn't call the bricks out or whatever your church is made of. And the only reason there's anything there is because, as Christ said, where two or more are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst. That's because it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. And us, with the hope of glory in us, are in the church gathered together on whatever day it is, Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Friday night, whatever it is. When you gather a bunch of people together in the name of the Lord and they're truly born again, it's Christ in each one of them and 
whenever you have two or more, he's in the midst. And when you begin to worship, when you begin to share the word of God, when you begin to look at him, the glory falls and you have church. And so that's really where we're at. That's really what we need to be doing. Being unified. Because in fighting God the kingdom war, we're, we've won. But we still have battles to fight because the Lord has left it that way on purpose. Matter of fact, when the children of Israel went into the promised land, he openly told them that he wasn't going to deliver them from all their enemies. They would go out and he would go before them, but they had to take part. He just wasn't going to let them come in and take it over without nothing. They had to go in and fight and take it. And it was God's judgment on these nations for the things that they have done. He used Israel's coming in as a judgment of God for the, what they have done. And you can even follow this up in the beginning after uh, when you get back into Abraham and Abraham's uh, dark dream that he had. And the Lord told him that, that his offspring would go through a time of bondage. But also the Lord had told Abraham that they couldn't go into the promised land because the sin... The sins of those in that land had not come to the full. See, because God is not going to harvest the wicked or the righteous till that has come to the full. The sin. And so, <laughs> and you may look around and say, well, we're pretty full right now. Yeah, I agree with you. We are. But the bottom line of it is, is that, as Paul said, perilous times, hard to bear with. Yeah, they're hard to bear with. But they're even harder to bear with if you're overseas. We cover the persecuted church, and I like to remind everybody, the advocacy for the persecuted church, our show, on our, we have it up by... Wednesday later, later Wednesday night, because we do the show in our magnificent studio. It works. <laughs> but this is what God has given us, and we utilize what God has provided. Thanks be to God for his mercy. But the fact, when we get into fighting God, and this is the final portion of this. Okay, you ready for it? This is the final word. Except for a few more things till I get to the end. But this is the final portion. You ready for it? Maybe I'll tell you now. Nah, I'll let you wait. Well, yeah, I'll go ahead and tell you. He's coming. Okay, get a grip. He's coming. He may not come as quick as you think he should. Now, you see, John writes, and behold, this is what he writes when he said, Behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me to give to every man according as his work shall be. Now, 
let me see. We're in the year uh, 20, almost 2021. He hasn't come yet. Now, look at how many lifetimes. <clears throat> how many generations. <clears throat> look at Israel. You know, a major, major prophecy and fulfillment is going on because the brothers Ishmael and Isaac are making peace. And, and it's really, you could consider this an Abrahamic covenant between brethren, a brethren covenant in Abraham. Because you have the Arabs, you have Israel, who is of Isaac, you have the Arabs, who is of Ishmael, and God didn't hate Ishmael. He said, you'd become a great nation. If you've ever counted the tribes, they're the same amount of tribe, uh, different tribes in Ishmael as there are in Isaac. And so the fourth one yesterday announced a peace deal between them and Israel. <clears throat> and look at all the American presidents who have tried to solve the crisis. Obama tried, but he was more anti-Christ to Israel than anything else. I know because I watch these things. But Israel tries to get along with everybody because they're hated by a lot of people. Now all of a sudden, America didn't do anything except for Trump and a few of his people went over there to see if they could get them to have peace with one another. I've, I've heard some of the things when Trump goes to talk to some of these people. Now, he didn't do it personally. I think he sent Jared. But at any rate, it's a whole thing. Yet, the media won't acknowledge it, that he had anything to do with it. They don't have to, because... God, it's God's program. God is not threatened by these punks over here in the media. He's not threatened by Joe Biden getting in, although I prefer to have the other one, Trump. Um, but you see, Israel is making peace with people the brethren in Abraham and America had nothing to do with it except for Trump getting involved to try to bring them together, Trump's team. And that is because God was working. The deal. And see, they continue to do this. This is really important. Israel has had enemies everywhere. Some of this stuff's going on. The first flights between some of the countries have already taken place. First flights. Talk about, you know, hatred in a family for one another. The Lord said, the enemies will be those of your own family. Well, he knew that very well. He comes out of the, he's the line of the tribe of Judah. Judah and all of her kin have been ostracized, and I'm speaking clear back to Abraham here. So when we talk about a kingdom war, folks, not, uh, 
a kingdom war. It's not just you in America. Matter of fact, part of your warfare needs to be for the persecuted church and standing up for Israel. But we've got pastors. We've got people so-called in the church that hate Israel. We've even got Jews that uh, do not like Israel and deny that they are Israel. And following Israel for many, many years, like I have, Israel has been her own worst enemy. Kind of reminds me of America. They get in there in that Knesset and they fight and bicker. You know, I mean, they don't do it all the time, but I seen one video one time where they were in there in fisticuffs. Whoops. We're Israel. We're the chosen people. Get out of my way. I'm going to beat you up. They were all fighting. This was politics, though, so you can forgive them. Politics, there's something about politics. Like my dad said, there's two things you never talk about in public. One was religion, and the other one was, you got it, politics. Well, look what's going on. Pelosi wouldn't do anything to pass and help Trump in his efforts to help the people who are going bankrupt for love or money. Her and her bunch, there is such hatred up there. And when Schumer thought that they had the, really thought they had the presidency and they were going to take the Senate, he was rubbing his hands together, smiling with a big grin like a Cheshire cat because he was now going to take care of Trump, take care of uh, the Trump supporters rather because Trump has already taken care of us, so he thought. It's not over yet. But yet, see, this is, this is where we're at in this country. And we're this way because we have fallen away from the Lord. Revelation 22 is probably one of the best books, uh, uh, you know, I mean, they're all good, but I like 22. It sums up. And being a writer, a wordist, you could call me a wordist because I can write a ton of words in an hour. I don't write 800 word articles. Mine are a couple of thousand all the time. 3,000. It's nothing for me to write 10,000 words. Nothing. It's a gift. And so when I see up there in John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, I write the Word. In every article I write and everything that I do, I put Scripture in it, the Word in it. So if you read one of my articles, you know you've read something with the Word. Because that's what we do. And as you go about your life and as you see everything coming undone, 
you got kids, you got grandkids, maybe your mom and dad are still alive, all my, my mother and father-in-law, my mom and dad, my cousin who is my best friend is dead, and he's been dead for a long time, a lot of them, all gone. And yet I don't feel that old, and I'm not. I'm not. I won't admit to nothing. The Lord quickens my body and my mind. But yet, as we look at the troubles, it comes in like a sea, a wave. that laps against the shore and takes away the foundations of dirt revealing the weakness in the structures the ground gives way because many nations blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord the workers work in vain unless the Lord builds the city, unless he keeps that city after it's built. And if you build your land, your cities, your foundations on the Son of God, you will be blessed and live. But when you begin to fall away, your enemies will come in. That's what happened in Israel. Now for you and I as believers, we intercede to the Lord and ask for mercy in the midst of judgment and seek to find a way to keep a country going and blessed. Although Many in that country have rejected the truth of the Bible, rejected the veracity of the Son of God and his salvation, who have embraced wickedness and vile things, calling evil good and good evil, have plotted against the righteous, hated the righteous, and are proud and refuse to admit their sin. And this is pretty much descriptive also of the nations of men because America is falling in the same trap as China because the problem with China is the communists who have decided that they needed to destroy the church of the living God. That ain't going to work. There's not one ruler that accomplished that. And even in the midst of their socialism, their communism, their closed countries, the gospel is still preached. And when these people die, they will stand before the very God they denied. And when they stand on the day of judgment, the very people that they murdered and killed for their faith will be standing there on the day of judgment to witness 
the judgment of God upon them for what they did. Every witness will be there on the day of judgment. God will hand out the vengeance. He will hand out the justice. But you will be there to see what happens to the wicked. There will be no secrets. There will be no victory for darkness and hatred. And so when it says, and behold, I come quickly, yeah, it's been a long time. And sometimes when you begin to go through stuff, you think, man, I need the Lord to come tomorrow. <laughs> Can we survive that long? Well, there's Christians around the world that don't survive physically. They're murdered in this last genocide, and there's been more people standing up to try to get the international community to do something. They don't want to do nothing. Very few of them do. Go to the UN, and most of them are filled with Muslims who hate Christians. Good luck there. But not all Muslims are like that. And not all Muslims are unredeemable. We came across a ministry not too long ago, a couple years ago, maybe three, made up of former Muslims, all who found the Lord. And they have made an impact for Christ in the Middle East. In places where you can't minister, they have ministered, but it's been a cost. No matter what they do, no matter what they threaten to do to them, they move forward. And even in the midst of what they're doing, there are reported miracles. And we know these are true. First of all, we trust them. Second of all, we've been in contact with them. Third of all, the people who attacked him wanted to kill the, these former Muslims. The Lord intervened in a supernatural way where they saw him. He prevented them. Now, I don't know how many of that group got saved, but they were there with guns and weapons to kill him. And the Lord intervened between them through a storm, and he appeared in the storm to them. And he said, I am Jesus. He showed him his hands and his feet. And all Muslims know about that. I died on the cross for your sins. And so the leader of that group actually went to the head of the one who was doing the baptisms. And told him what happened. He became a Christian. Involved with the very people he was trying to kill. Folks, we have reported on these kind of miracles many, many times. Old Testament type miracles. Apostolic type miracles. You may not see these kind in America, but they're going on in the hardest battlefields on the face of this earth right now. Even in North Korea. 
information is coming out of there. Because there are ministries that deal with them. People that risk their very lives to get stuff to them. You see, the gates of hell will not prevail. Socialism, communism, any other kind of ism, any kind of man-made thing will not prevail against God's people. And so as we talk about and as we sum up in these final moments, it's important to understand that you have won. You became a Christian. And you hang in there. You look to him. You acknowledge him in every way you can. And have faith. And as I've said for many, many years, open that door to tomorrow. Not with fear, but with faith. Believing that God will make a way for you and your family, your kids, and your relatives. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for your redemption. For all those who listen. Whenever they listen. Bless them, O Lord. Help them. Strengthen them. If they're going through very tough times in America because of COVID and all this, make a way for them. Financially, spiritually, physically, healings, deliverances, undertake in Jesus' name for them. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and the receiving of this word in Jesus' name. Don't forget to go by our website, warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. We have a lot of series, study series, over on warn-usa.com. Go up in the nav bar, you'll find them. We've got a lot of what I call classic Warren radio. We also have a couple of big, long video series. And I don't know how long we're going to have those because... Uh, we have 1,300-plus uh, videos over on Vimo. And uh, I've been thinking about discontinuing that because we don't, uh, I'm not going to be hosting many videos on our sites anymore. And uh, any videos we do do won't be very long. In the old days, we would do like three-hour videos and those are incredibly hard to get uploaded, incredibly hard to get everything done. But we did it for many, many years. So things are changing in our efforts and things that we're doing. And uh, we're outreaching. Uh, the Watchman Institute for Biblical Research is over on DanaGlennSmith.com. The WIBR, as it's known, is actually uh, one our original ministry. And Warren Radio came about the same time, a little bit after that. 
the Watchman Alert Radio Network, and you can find all the information on all this on our websites. Lots of articles that I write that are up there, and uh, many of them, uh, you know, you can find and read and be encouraged. So check these things out. Tell your friends about it. We are on a lot of social sites. You'll find the links on the sites. And uh, we thank you for listening. But look to the Lord. There's no man alive that's going to save you. But God, he's already in the process. Shalom. Retower and I. Be safe. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.